Welcome back to Double Fries No Slaw. We are live. I'm here at Bay Cannon again. It's Wednesday night, and it is time to preview this weekend's game. The Knolls take on Clemson at 7.30 p.m. live inside of Doe Campbell Stadium. We're excited for the game. We're excited to see the team back on the field. Richie, you've got kind of a wild day or two coming up here, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm, yeah, I'm flying out to Louisville at 6 a.m. for a bachelor party tomorrow, and I'm not finished packing yet, and I'm staying at a hotel about 40 miles from my house because my cheap buddy wanted to stay or fly a legion out of Sanford, so not excited about that, but definitely excited about this game. Uh, I keep going back and forth, but man, it's Florida State Clemson. It, it's it's the premier game in the ACC every year. It's it's surpassed Florida State Miami, although that's still close to our hearts, but I'm, I'm definitely excited about welcoming Clemson for what we hope is going to be a competitive matchup. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, let's jump right into it. Again, we're here at Bay Cannon Beer Co. You can go to the description and you can order their beer from Bavana.com. Um, beer is very affordable. It's really good. I'm drinking it right now. Um, go get you some Bay Cannon Beer Co. If you're going to drink beer while you watch the game on Saturday, might as well be from a supporter, a Noel. Uh, alum, my guy Matt here owns Bay Cannon. Appreciate him having us out, of course. And uh, go get you guys some beer. Um, first up on the Rohan Law Extra Sauce segment, we have Matt Thomas, Matthew Thomas. Um, want to tell you quickly about Rohan Law in the Extra Sauce guest segment. Um, appreciate Rohan Law for all of their support and all that they've done with us to start this season. Um, Rohan Law specializes in injury cases. If you've been hurt in a wreck or slip and fall, Rohan Law are the knolls you need. Doug and his wife, Julia, are former marching chiefs, and Doug graduated from FSU's law school. Just like we enjoy talking strategy, Doug and his team will come up with a winning strategy for your case. Call them today at 888-99-KNOLLS to review your case for free. You don't need them today. Still give them a follow on YouTube and Twitter. It's at Rohan Law. Will be your best friends on your worst day. Speaking of Rohan Law, the extra sauce guest segment, we have Morgan. Morgan Thomas, the Morgan Thomas Show on Twitter at the Morgan T Show. Um, I we comment on this free, free, uh, free show, but that's your brave stuff, Bob. Thanks for uh, pulling yourself away from the game to uh, to chat with us tonight, my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, right now we're at the third inning. Uh, I want to say nothing to nothing. And uh, hopefully, hopefully the Braves put out a win. As I said, the pre-show is the only tomahawk chop that I do is for the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if you guys can see this or not, but I'm watching it. It's up there on the TV, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all about that uh, that game tonight. Yeah, the college game on the other show. Nice. Um, so we'll jump right into it, man. Thanks again for hanging out. Thanks for coming on and, and chatting with us. Um, Let's start with the quarterback. Uh, DJ had some struggles last year. Uh, a lot of our fan base has said all year, like, ah, we don't want to see the backup. I don't know where it ever, you know, got in Clemson fans' uh, minds if they wanted to see him or not. But I guess as long as DJ keeps winning, he'll kind of keep that job or whatever. But he's looked a lot better. So just talk to us about where you see DJ at right now. What do you think has been kind of the key to his success early? And what are your thoughts on him going to the dope this weekend? Well, you know, it's been a long road for DJ Uyangalale. I mean, last year was bad. Uh, you can't you can't really say anything other than just horrible. Um, Clemson went from being a top twenty five offense for almost a decade 
to in the 100s. And that's just an outlier among outliers. It's just terrible. You don't want to do that. You don't want to repeat that. Save for this year, a lot of things happen starting with the spring. I mean, obviously, he's lost like 30 pounds, which was a big deal for literally everyone because Clemson needs a guy who can be mobile. And he's not the most mobile guy. I like to say that he's more of like a Freddie Freeman or a first baseman type mobile, like he's athletic, but he's not, you know, Michael Harris out there running around. Right. So he's not Deshaun Watson. He's not Trevor Lawrence. Those guys were more, you know, legendary intramural basketball guys. DJ's a more of a legendary intramural baseball guy. So he's going to be that type of runner. He has a really good hard cut. That's about it though. But man, that hard cut can really get anybody. And we've seen it this year. It's become a lot better is just off the snap reads and being able to make a a quick judgment and, and go with the ball, whether it be a run or a handoff, whatever it may be, it's just gotten a lot better. So his speed right after the snap has gotten a lot better. Again, losing that weight has really helped. I think to start to grow his confidence, you know, he also went into 3D training in Texas. Uh, guys like Matt Ryan and, and others have gone to that as well and really worked on not only his diet, but just, you know, simple mechanics with his feet and his follow-through and just read progressions. And you've really seen that. I think the the offensive play calling started out um, building his confidence. That was That was step one, was get him out there and throw behind the line of scrimmage majority of the time versus Georgia Tech. It frustrated a lot of fans, but it got his completion percentage up to a level where he could build on. And instead of getting it out of, you know, not being in the top 100 of a quarterback, he was up there in the 50s, right? And then he just built on that. So you saw the first game behind the line of scrimmage, the second game to the sidelines, the third game a ton in the middle of the field, and then the fourth game he was throwing deep balls more, and now it's just, like I said, continuing to build on it where he's now moving to like check downs and progressions, which he wasn't doing that at all last year. It was literally the number one guy, the first read, and that's it. Um, and there really wasn't ever a check down because the offensive line was so bad that they had to keep the tight ends and the running back for protection. So this year is a big change for Clemson. Um, fans started out saying, we don't care about the defense. They're going to be great. The offense is the worry. Now they've kind of flipped the script and said, man, the offense is killing it. The secondary is worrying me to death. So, you know, flip the script. Yeah, and Morgan, I, I want to get to the secondary in a little bit. But first of all, you know, going back to the second half of the Louisville game, most of the Wake Forest and NC State game, Florida State just got gashed up the middle, right? It just was not pretty. Um, you know, some injuries, Fabian Lovett, Jared Verse, missing time. Fabian Lovett, we don't know if he'll be back. But Will Shipley had a phenomenal game against Florida State last year, and he's probably our biggest worry this year. I'm assuming he's got to be a focal point in this game, right? You would think so. I mean, that's one thing that when when I'm looking at it from my my orange-colored glasses, I think, well, if Will Shipley took the team on his back in Death Valley, and I was at that game, um, if he did that, and I think rushed for almost, what, over 100, 130 yards or something like yeah. that. I mean, you know, basically that was the only pulse they had. So for him to do that and come away with a win, it has to make you confident as a Clemson fan because he is, again, the focal point of the offense. He's your RB number one. Um, 
and what you saw against Georgia Tech and, and then also against um, Wake, not Wake Forest, but um, NC State is that there are, there is some, there's a little bit of gelling between the quarterback and running back now where, where they're making football plays that weren't even scripted and they're just making first downs by improvising in the play. And so again, something they didn't have at all last year, they now have. So Shipley is definitely somebody, if I was on the other side, um, be a big, big circle there on the, on the depth chart. Yeah. And I just want to talk about the health of Clemson overall, right? Because it, they've not been healthy really all year, similar to Florida state a bit. Uh, sounds like this might be the healthiest they've been, which is great for us Florida state fans, uh, especially on that defensive line. Uh, how is that health? And then I want to transition that to the secondary, because you mentioned it, you know, that they've been really banged up out back, but that, man, that, that front seven looks scary come this weekend. Yeah, I think that, you know, that is something that that is concern a concern for me playing Florida State because I do feel like Jordan Travis and the transfer wide receivers that he has have really started to um, come together more. He seems to be more confident, and that worries me with Clemson's secondary. Um, but starting from the, the, the line of scrimmage back, um, the defensive line, as you mentioned, you've got Xavier Thomas, a guy who what was was going through – this weight loss and strength and conditioning program to where he got like, I want to say like 5% body fat. It was something crazy. I mean, he was just pure muscle and speed and then he hurt his ankle. And so he was just devastated. You know, you could, you could just see it on Twitter when he made his post, just, just heartbroken for the kid because he came back to kind of improve his draft stock and then he got hurt, you know, and now he's back and literally six snaps against Boston college two and a half sacks. So six snaps, two and a half sacks. It's got to make you feel good as a Clemson fan because he's back. Then you got Brian Brissy, who, you know, he lost his younger sister earlier in the year. And then uh, that was just a lot of mental and emotional troubles there having to go through that. I'm sure it's going to linger with him throughout his lifetime. Uh, but specifically now, because it's just so recent, but I will say he, he also had a kidney issue as well. So he's been held out. But he's a guy who, you know, was like a freshman All-American guy in the middle of the defensive line. And when you look at the depth chart now, he's back. So, yeah, that defensive line is going to go strength against strength. I, I love what I see with Florida State's running back group. I want to see what they can do against Clemson's running or defensive line. Because if they can be successful, that's a big testament of the ability that you have in your backfield. I do feel like that Jordan Travis can – can use his feet as well and be um, a big threat for Clemson's defensive line. Maybe, maybe your running backs don't do well, but I do worry about Jordan Travis getting out. Then you work to the linebackers. I don't really see any issues there. I think everybody's fine there. Um, they're faster than last year, but like I said, they've been healthy at least. And then you've got your secondary. That's been the biggest concern is you've had your starting cornerback out with the hip flexor issue. You've had your, um, you've had your, your star sophomore safety that had a dislocated elbow and he's got this giant like Terminator arm, uh, brace on his hand. You, you know, it can't be, you know, it can't feel natural with that giant brace on, even though he's out there. Um, and you know, so you've had some, uh, you've had M Malcolm green, who's the nickelback been out as well. So they've just kind of been, when you look at the depth chart, after you're you have a you have a senior cornerback 
and a sophomore cornerback, or excuse me, a junior cornerback, and then one sophomore cornerback, and then the rest are fr- freshmen, like true freshmen. So if you get past that f- that first string, you're probably playing a true freshman, and that's what was really exposed against Wake Forest. So hopefully, and the and this coaching staff has mentioned this, maybe not being so Brent Venables-like in, in doing man-to-coverage with nobody for help over the top. Hopefully they've more going to a Tampa 2 or something to where they can – at least provide some coverage in the in the deep ball threat. Yeah, what worries me the most is I think that if we can have time to exploit the secondary, I mean, I think that's Clemson's biggest weakness. I, I don't think that there's anything around that. What worries me, though, is that uh, that matchup like you were talking about, a defensive line that's maybe more healthy and more together than they've ever been against an offensive line that's pretty banged up and still, I'd say, average maybe at best, you know, for Florida State. And so – you know, it kind of comes down to, well, what's Norvell able to scheme up? Is, does he does he roll out a lot of stuff? Is it RPO type stuff that's kind of quick hitter? You know, what's he able to do? Because no matter how bad that secondary is or banged up or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it, they don't have time. It doesn't really matter. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way with you. Like, if they can somewhat somehow mitigate that defensive line, then I think they'll have a lot of success. If they can't. Uh, then it's going to be a lot of trouble for uh, for for FSU. Um, this this group of guys, um, you know, over the last couple of years, if, if you look down Clemson's schedule and uh, you know go back this year, 2021, 2020 was the COVID year. They've played in some big games, but I don't know that they've played in any environments that are quite like a a packed out 80,000 um, person stadium like Doke outside of being at home, but obviously, you know, you understand the difference between home and away. Uh, how do you, I, I, unless I'm forgetting a game, you know, I know they went to NC state, but that's about 25,000 less people. You know, I, you know, what, uh, what do you kind of think that might impact the team like on Saturday night? Well, I think that, um, you know, in the past, the teams have been tested in the playoffs. Obviously last year they didn't make it to the playoffs, um, they, they have had teams scheduled that, um, will pack the house. I mean, South Carolina brings it, whether or not they, they have the talent to bring it on the field, they pack the house out at least. Um, and, and NC state as well. Uh, recently they played Georgia in a neutral site game in, in Charlotte, and that was probably 60, 40 Georgia. So, I mean, but they, they've had experiences where they've been in, in those situations. I mean, they're not far removed from, being in the playoffs. I mean, there's still guys on there that, that are familiar with that. Um, but yeah, I think that Dabo Sweeney has mentioned this. Dolt Campbell, uh, Florida State fans, they they have they have everything they need to pack the house. It's not going to be like that meme where the guy has his shirt off reading a book. I think it was a professor, right? Uh, <laughs> that was Richie's dad. Do what? No, <laughs> Richie's dad or uncle. Yeah. So it was somebody related. I, I don't think it'll be that way. I do feel like it's going to be a jam-packed house, obviously a 7.30, another ABC game, like back-to-back, back, back uh, three in a row, I think, ABC night games for Clemson. So it's it's going to be uh, another primetime game. Um, obviously, Florida State may be a little bit less outside of the ACC as well. I think it's hard inside the ACC, but Florida State plays like um, their SEC opponent as well, like Florida and and so I think both teams are familiar with playing in a packed stadium, but uh, I don't think that Clemson should avoid the idea. I mean, they're pi- they're piping in that crowd noise. They're expecting it to be loud. Um, 
The spread is only three and a half. So I know the fan base is rallying around this team and they're putting money down on it, it seems like. So um, I feel like that Florida State's going to be packed and ready to go. My thing is this. I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State came out and had a two-touchdown lead in the first half. I really wouldn't. I feel like that they're one of those teams that could start out quick. That If it were me, I would run Jordan Travis like crazy. I would get him out of the pocket. I would frustrate the secondary with play action and rollouts and running in situations where you should pass, but just running Jordan Travis a la kind of Lamar Jackson style. That's what I would do. Um, I don't know if that's kind of how Mike Norvell does it. I haven't watched every single game, but I feel like I get him out of the pocket, get some quick scores because the thing about Clemson is we've seen they kind of, they take a while to establish their identity every game. They want to force the run play in the first and second quarter. They're going to establish the run. They're going to run up the middle, whether it gets zero yards or negative yards, they're going to keep doing it. And then, and then as the game progresses, they start to wear you down. And as you saw with Boston College and with the other teams, they just start to turn it on in the third and fourth quarter and really yeah. score a ton in the second half. So my thing for Florida State is start out quick, uh, get that crowd noise even louder than it will be, and hopefully it can carry you through the whole game because I do feel like you have to know Clemson's going to get progressively better as the game goes on. Yeah, I think that that could be huge. And hopefully Florida State's lose their, learn their lesson. They did the same thing last week, a similar spread, a game on the road. They got up a couple of touchdowns and uh, kind of blew it late. So hopefully if, if that's to happen, they've at least learned a lesson from that and, and don't don't blow a big lead. Uh, I've got one more for you. It's kind of off the wall. Then I think Richie's got one, and then we'll get your kind of prediction here and get you out of here. But do you have – I'm sure you have a favorite Clemson win in this matchup. But do you have – a favorite Clemson loss, like a, just a game that was like phenomenal. Like, so, and I'll answer it. So like to say, like, I, I'm, I didn't bring you on here to show you the 2016 game. Obviously I hate that we lost. It was so dramatic. It was so, you know, down to the wire. Dalvin put us on his back and nearly won it himself. You know, when I look back, I'm, I'm frustrated that we lost that game, but that was still an amazing game. You go back a year in 2015, that game sucked. Like Blackman was terrible. We really couldn't get anything going outside of Dalvin making that long run to start the game. That game was so, so bad. Uh, but 2016 was like a fun game, right? And so do you have like a favorite loss or not really? <laughs> That's a weird question, but. Um, yeah, I do have, uh, I do have, I guess, a, a favorite loss. Um, actually, to be honest with you, if you're, if you're a longtime Clemson fan, Florida State is a game that you've looked forward to. For your whole entire, my, I'm 35. I've looked forward, forward to Florida State up until recently. Now they're they're obviously improving. I think this is probably the best team since 2016 uh, for Florida State, but they're obviously improving. Um, but me growing up, I mean, Florida State was that team that you you wanted to prove yourself to. It was like beating your dad in backyard basketball. You know what I mean? If you could do it, then you were you were good. You know, you were an adult. You were a man, right? Uh, and Clemson never could seem to get over the hump in the Bowden years. And it was the Bowden bowl. And, you know, even before yeah. then, I mean, um, I've seen a lot of those games and had a lot of great memories and a lot of bad memories for sure. Um, my biggest memory or my favorite loss really uh, has to do because of the whole entire situation. So it was 2013. You guys won the national championship, I believe. And it was the Jameis Winston versus uh, Taj Boyd. It was supposed to be Heisman Boy, yeah. versus Heisman. 
Um, I was there literally all day. I was there for the college game day at Bowman Field, sitting there. You know, my feet were killing me because I was there from like 4 a.m. trying to get a good spot. Um, my friend, I, so I was in the Army, and my friend was honored at halftime for his Purple Heart, John Maldivan. Um, he was in Afghanistan. And he got a rocket in his leg and, um, you know, got a Purple Heart for that. He was in the, uh, you know, the Airborne. Um and so they honored him at halftime and he got to choose one friend to, or one family member to go with him. And uh, he chose me because he didn't have a lot of family members that could, could make it. So uh, we both went and not only that, we got to stay with the ROTC on the field and we got to watch the team run down the hill and we got to watch all the pregame. I got pictures with Taj Boyd and new Hopkins and literally everybody. And, and then like the first play, I think Taj Boyd fumbled it for a touchdown and Mario Williams picks it up and scoop and score. And um, he almost killed me. Like he went, he was running full speed into the end zone right <laughs> towards me. And I thought That's I was going to die because he's a massive human being. But to be honest with you though, but pregame, I knew we were going to get killed. I mean, I, I, I know I'm going to say, I know this is crazy to say, but that Florida state team, was so much bigger on the line of scrimmage than any team I had ever seen. I mean, they were just huge. I mean, all kinds yeah. of NFL level draft guys or, you know, NFL level guys there. Uh, so I wasn't surprised that they destroyed Clemson, but it was definitely a big heartache considering I spent like 24 hours in, you know, in Clemson that day. So, <laughs> so that was a fun one for us. So I'll make oh, you yeah. feel good, then I'll make you feel bad, or I'll make you feel bad, then good. But yeah, I was at the 2013 game. I made the nine hour drive from Orlando best game I've ever been to and I was at the national title game that year I was at Pittsburgh for Jameis's uh debut I went to nine FSU games that year I think five on the road but man that that game was just something else and I was at the Christian Ponder uh when he got his shoulder blown out that game I, I was at a lot of bad I was at the Clint Trickett game where we thought we had it and we didn't but man if you talk yeah. about tough losses just to give you one my freshman year at Florida State 2006 when the entire defense is looking at the sidelines and Clemson just goes no huddle, James Davis up the gut for 50 yards to the one-yard line, and we lose that game, that was brutal for me, man. That That's so the one. What year was that? That was 2000, the 2006 season. Yeah, so that was brutal uh, gotcha. when that happened. Uh, but just before we get you out of here, I, I don't know if you, you've done your own score prediction for your own show yet or not, but any idea how you feel the game going again, th this three and a half points just seems weird to me. I would have guessed seven and a half to 10 and a half. It doesn't make sense. What do you think, man? What's going to happen? Yeah. And I'm looking at some of my normal betting sites and they're telling me like 97% <laughs> is picking Clemson. And I'm wondering why, why good <laughs> i'm wondering why i'm wondering why the spread is not bigger to because if it's if it's that heavy right i'm wondering why it's not bigger to entice more people to pick florida state um i like it's i said sharps I, do, state, I think i do be, feel right? like the spread is weird considering that the spread was yeah. bigger for wake forest um that was a way, uh, an away game, and I feel like Wake Forest, you know, maybe it was a quarterback issue there. I don't know. Considering the last two games from Florida State, I do feel like it's kind of a weird spread. Um, again, I think that Clemson 
probably will start out slow. I think Florida State could capitalize on the on the crowd noise and on Jordan Travis's legs and probably go up and maybe even have a lead at halftime. But I think ultimately Clemson does win this game, and I do feel like that they will win more than three and a half points. I mean, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I would like to see the Tigers walk away with like a 42 to 23, 24, something like that. That's what I would like. I mean, I do feel like Florida State's going to score. The thing that I really worry about is we saw it with Boston College. I do a passing chart for DJ, and you can kind of see some of his tendencies. He likes to throw it to the right-hand side of the field, and his favorite guy is Bo Collins. And if your defense knows that, which everybody should know that, but if they do know that and they can key in on it, Boston College almost had a, a key interception early in the game. I think Florida State, if they can win the turnover margin, uh, it could it, that could make it to where Vegas was right yet again. <laughs> yeah, they they seem to trip us all up at, at times. Well, Morgan, I appreciate you a ton, guys. If you're if you're not on, Morgan's got a YouTube channel. He's really really active on. I went and checked it out today. Um, again, on Twitter at the Morgan T Show, man. Good luck this weekend. Thanks again for for hanging out a few minutes. If we can do anything for you in the future, please let us know. But thank you a ton for hanging out, my man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys as well. Hope you have a good night. Thanks, appreciate buddy. it, man. Morgan Thomas of the Morgan T Show. He was our guest on the Rohan Law Extra Sauce segment. They give away a pair of tickets in the Champions Club for the Clemson game, and now they're going to do the same thing. For the second biggest game of the year on the schedule, that's Florida. This is crazy, but if you want to enter the contest for a pair of tickets to the Florida game in the Champions Club with a parking pass, be sure to text UFTIX, that's U-F-T-I-X, to 850-809-1906. Again, 850-809-1906. If you enter to win the Clemson tickets, you got to enter again. You're not automatically registered. Um, if you want to watch FSU beat UF while you're still full of turkey on Friday night, text UFTIX to 850-809-1906. Thanks to Rohan Law for making this happen for one of our listeners here. Appreciate Rohan Law. I, I want to show you guys a quick video. Um, I want to in- invite a special guest on really quick. Don't tune out for this. Make sure you watch this. And then we'll be back to do our over-unders, give you guys some betting advice for this weekend from the Barnes Sportsbook. Uh, but let's uh, let's go quickly to a video uh, that'll kind of all explain a new partner that we're uh, we're working with. Joined by Chris Hassenauer. Chris, thank you for hanging out tonight. Uh, Florida State alum, Florida State grad. Yep, Florida State grad. Uh, got your Noel stuff on. Yep. I want to before we even get anything else. How you feeling this weekend? Oh, FSU all the way, man. All day. <laughs> let's get after it. Uh, Florida State, Clemson, seven thirty. Uh, at Doak, we'll be hanging out. We'll be tailgating at the at the Graham Code tailgate. Thank you for that. I appreciate that, Jasper. Jasper's making an appearance as well. Um, Chris wanted to talk with you. Wanted to introduce you to the audience. Mm-hmm. We're going to be working together. Um, tell the people first of all just who you are um, and and really what you do. Give us a quick intro. All right. So my name is Chris Hasnauer. I'm a physician assistant. I'm the owner of a company called Emerald Medical, I'm a Special Forces veteran. Um, and what we're doing right now is working with a charity, a nonprofit called the Sheepdog Program to offer treatment to veterans for PTSD, anxiety, depression, all, all of the things. So basically what we do with this program, and we, they have a very, very particular curriculum that allows us to 
diagnose, treat, and break down what's going on with them to help them in a very, very specific way. Because mental health, behavioral health, medical medical diagnosis has gone so far in the last, since well, since I graduated Florida State in you know, 2000. It's been a minute. Good years. Yeah, it's been a few years. <laughs> so everything has gone so far since then that there, there are so many things. There's there's cognitive behavioral health. There's just physical exams, uh, correct primary care, all of these things we do, um, EMDR, uh, virtual reality therapy, uh, pharmaceutically assisted therapy to include ketamine or other substances that they can they can help yes. you in your Jasper. <laughs> all of these things matter. Yeah. And what happens with us a lot is that we get guys that just can't afford it. So what the Sheepdog program does is they offer grants and scholarships to these patients and they will they will cover their bills yeah. or cover the part that they can't cover. Um, we, we have a screening process. There's, it's not super intensive, but it does matter. And there's a lot of vets at Florida State. There's a lot of fans at Florida State. And why we're here, we just want to talk about that. But where we are, we can help you. And in that same profile, and I'm a veteran, and that's why I kind of harp on that. But in that same profile, we, we do um, first responders, um, medical professionals, teachers. There's a lot of people that suffer from it. Obviously, Jasper's here. So if you don't understand, Jasper's my PTSD dog. I am absolutely full-on have PTSD. Sucks. I don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> but what goes with that is this. PTSD, if somebody tells you your PTSD can be cured, they're lying to you. You got it for life. And you can manage it, but we can help you manage it. We can make it matter, yeah. and we can help you and give you your life back. Yeah, I love what you guys are doing. Not only giving back to vets, but you, like you said, first responders, medical professionals, uh, teachers, just people that um, have really tough jobs right now and have you know do the most for our society and sometimes are are thanked the least. So, why was it important for you to kind of go down that route? Um, so another thing that's interesting about it is like a, a lot of CTE and everybody talks about football and you know, football show, right? So CTE, a lot of that is, is masking other symptoms. Yeah. Like there are a lot of people like PTSD and trauma is on a floating scale. If you're, if you're a six-year-old girl and you have a trauma or you're a 35-year-old special operator and you have a trauma, your brain is not going to process that necessarily uh -huh. the same way. Sure. But it doesn't mean that the trauma is not the same, right? Like you're going to no. still feel all of that. And what we want people to understand is if you're drowning in into water or you're drowning in a thousand feet of water, you're still drowning. Yeah. And we can be your life jacket. So we are going to work together. We're going to get some resources out for people to be able to assist with this and contribute. But what is the, you know, that, that stuff's coming. So give us a little time. But uh, what is the true advantage of, of what the Sheepdog is doing as far as price goes? And we'll wrap up kind of with this. Okay. Well, from a, from a price standpoint, we're doing everything at cost plus a percent. Not basically keeping up with inflation to pay our employees. But we're doing it at cost plus. Um, from a medical standpoint, that's a big deal. Um, yeah. We Basically, we're just here to help. And we're working with a lot of other, other organizations. I mean, we work with the Green Beret Foundation. We work with the Simper Five Foundation. We work with a lot of people. And there is a goal to help all these people. Also, if you are a law enforcement or former law enforcement professional that wants to be a mental health counselor, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> we'll list Chris's info in the description. Um, but a lot more to come. Really just wanted to take some time and, and introduce people. If you're going to be in Tallahassee this weekend, 
come say hi. Will Jasper be there hanging out oh, with absolutely. us? Jasper's never arrived at. So um, excited to hang out this weekend and really do appreciate what you're doing. And can't wait to party up in Tallahassee this weekend. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Let me unmute. That's always important. Good stuff there from Chris. Again, more info coming on how you can give back and support. I know a lot of people are looking for good causes to support and really appreciate the work that he's doing for our former vets, first responders, teachers, medical professionals. Um, and, and I like sitting with Jasper. I should do more podcasts with a, a, a dog right next to me. That's that's uh, that's more fun. No, no offense, Richie, but you know, the dog next to me was more fun than you are. So now um, I, I, I want to have Franklin next to me for every podcast because that, oh, that, that was awesome. Like, never, yeah, like I love I it. I never hear and, anything you say. And you know, people, <laughs> people make jokes about, you know, like, Oh, your dog parents, whatever, but you know, dogs really do change your mood. And for someone suffering from PTSD, I think that's so important that yeah. you have that service animal. I I'm, I'm a huge fan of this cause. Like I love Garnet Gold, love Graham Co, love Guthrie's, love Made Equal Clothing. This might be my favorite one right so far because yeah. I I just love what dogs can do for humans because I, I truly believe they can make a difference. And you know, I feel it every day when I come home from work and he's just so excited to see me after I had a bad day. You know, it, it's awesome. Yeah, without a doubt. So we'll have more coming on the sheepdog program, all of all that Chris is doing uh, to give back. Um, they they do stuff at almost below you know it's yeah. cost plus barely anything there you yeah. know he was telling me that that their services are about a tenth of what um other places typically are for for service for vets and things so really excited to partner with them and, and continue to uh, just try and give back and help speaking of giving back and help helping this is a great transition into our made equal pick six um shout out to made equal clothing it's a clothing brand that we told you my guy Tarag that raises brand awareness, raises awareness, I'm sorry, for racial and color discrimination. And they financially support local charities and partners working to bring positive change. They donate 10% of your order to one of their local partners. So go to madeequalco.com on Twitter. It's madeequalco and support them today. They do such great work. We're proud to partner with them, proud to partner with people that give back. And so this is our Made Equal Pick 6. Uh, I'm a couple points behind you guys, uh, Richie. We're going to yeah. do some picks now, but Harlan put the stats out for us. I wasn't super happy when I saw him. I'm not dying, but I'm at 19. Harlan's at 21. You're at 22. I need to do a little bit of catching up this weekend. Um, give us our pick six, Richie, and see if I can get back in this thing. Yeah, so we actually have some official numbers because when I put the outline together about three hours ago, we had official lines from uh, the – book that should not be named we'll call it the barn sports book why not um Still i is, will yeah. start with jordan travis 228.5 pass yards i'll go first and i'm gonna say over because if it's under florida state's getting blown out i'll go over here as well win or loss i think it's uh i think it's gonna be over so 228.5 give me the over on that all right, so DJ, our guest Morgan could pronounce his name perfectly. I won't even try, but he's at 230.5. What do you think, TJ? I'm going to go under here. Uh, I think that they are able to run the ball a little bit more, and I'll go under. I hate to be in lockstep, but I think that's going to be Dabo's game plan to just run the ball, so I'm going to go under as well. But that transitions nicely to Will Shipley, 70.5 rush yards. I think that's an easy over, personally. 
Yeah, I get the same thing. That'd be a tough one to, to not take the over on. So I'll take the over there. Um, just to update Harlan's picks real quick, he's in lockstep with us as well. So over, under, over for him. Uh, right. Let's see if we can let's see if we can vary a little bit here. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to catch up if I pick with you all year. Yeah, Johnny Wilson. Do you want me to go first? Or you here, 55 and a half receiving yards. I, I'm over on this one. I, I do think that he has to have a big game for the Knowles to play well. He could get three quarters of that in one one reception. So I'll go over on this one. I hate that because I I think he hits the over in one reception. I really do. I, I think he yeah. hits a long one. Um, <laughs> man, Harlan's this, this over is, as well, so we're four for four. That's all, all right. right. I mean, whatever. So, so uh, here we go. I'll, I'll go under on Micah Pittman, 42 and a half, because I think Johnny Wilson has a big game. And I think Mike Norvell knows you have to throw the ball to win this game. And if we run the ball 40 plus times, we're not going to win the game. So I, I think we're going to throw it a lot, but I think it's going to be a lot of Johnny Wilson. So I'm going to take Micah Pittman on the under but I'm really, really excited to see him in the punt return game. I'm going to go over just so that we can vary. <laughs> and because I do think that with our offensive line going up against their strength, which is the defensive line, I think we might do some quick pass type stuff. And he might get a lot of you know, slants and quick screens and stuff like that to get him over that. You know, Wilson may get 55 and a half in one catch. Uh, Pittman may take eight catches, but if he gets eight catches, he's he's going over. So uh, give me the over just to be different. Harlan took the under with you as well. So uh, last one's off the wall, but give it to us. Yeah, Alex Mastromano, 42.5 yards per punt. His season average is 42.3. So I just felt that was an appropriate number. I don't see Florida State uh, punting the ball in in fourth and short in uh, you know middle of the field. So I, I'm going to take the over here. Because I think when Florida State does punt, it's going to be, uh, you know, from their own 20-yard line, right? It'd be a different if I thought we had trust in our kicker to where we could potentially say, hey, we can make a 53-yard field goal, right? That's not Dustin Hopkins. That's not Roto Aguayo coming out there. We know who it is. And I think for that reason alone, we'll go for it on fourth downs on fourth and in midfield. So I, I'm going to take the over as long as he doesn't run past the line of scrimmage before punting the ball. Oh, my goodness. I was going to ask if you subtract <laughs> 70 from the uh, the net my yardage God. on a penalty, does it count? Uh, <laughs> so Harlan had the same thing. I'll go over on this as well. So we are all identical minus Micah Pittman. Um, so I'm either going to gain one point on you two or, or I'm going to lose one point on you two. Because, like, every you two are exactly the same. We're the same on every pick except for the one. So. Uh, we don't share answers beforehand. I mean, Harlan did because he wasn't here tonight, but we don't share answers yeah. beforehand. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the 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 congruity there, the whatever, right? Like it was it was insane. So, all right, Richie, predict this game, and we'll get out of here. Yeah, so I've been going back and forth all week and all day today, and quite frankly, this entire podcast. Uh, who I'm who am I going to pick? Right? I think. This game sets up really nice for Florida State. You know, Clemson gets a lot of guys back, but the problem is they haven't played together all season, right? It's going to come down to Mike Norville and Alex Atkins. Are you going to play call up game plan where you can take advantage of the weakness of Clemson? We just talked about it with Morgan of that secondary. You need to go deep. You can't run the ball. If Mike Norville comes out and says, hey, I'm going to run the ball like he wants to do, Florida State's going to lose the game. They might lose close, but that's fine. But if they come out passing the ball early, often, and frequently, you might get blown out. But I think that's your only chance to win the game. 
I think I'm going to actually take Florida State 22 to oh, 21. Homer is here. I'm I, I'm taking the under for sure. Like last week, I said I'm taking the under, not a pick. That's the thing. I said the same thing against Wake Forest. Yeah. But this one, this is a game I think Florida State can actually win, and they're going to have to manufacture some points. Right? Last year you had. Lawrence Toffoli, an acrobatic catch and spin on top of a defender to score a touchdown. You had Jermaine Johnson, strip sack and score. Can Jared Verse do that? Can, can Ja'Kai Douglas, his first game back, can he make a play? Yeah. I think Florida State, with that crowd, if they pull out to early lead like Morgan thought they might, I think the home field at Doak is the difference. I'm jealous you're going to be there. I will not be. I'm, I'm excited. I cannot wait. Florida State 22, Clemson 21. Harlan picked Clemson 35, FSU 17. Brutal there, Harlan. Um, <laughs> uh, before I give my pick, I will say we are giving some tickets away on the Patreon. Yeah. If you go to patreon.com slash – oh, I'm sorry. That is not the right thing. Let me delete that comment. Um, it's Patreon dot com slash dfns a little easier for you i'll go and delete that comment so it gets it out of there but uh yeah we're giving away two tickets all you have to do is sign up to be a patreon member so you can sign up for three dollars you get less chances if you uh if you sign up at a higher level you can get more chances but if you want to try and win tickets to the fsu clemson game go to patreon.com slash dfns that's double prize no slaw patreon.com slash dfns to try and win tickets. Drawing will be on Friday. They're my personal tickets. They're on the 20-yard line, 30 rows up on the home side. They're great seats. Go check out Double Fries, No Slaw. It's patreon.com slash DFNS to try and win tickets to the game this weekend. Or if you're Hunter in here, you can just go sign up and support us um, <laughs> because he didn't super chat us last week. So Hunter, we will upset Hunter. at you for not super chatting us. Um, <laughs> Question here on our special teams. Um, <laughs> our kicker's trash. Florida State special teams. I can that. Yeah, kick, kicker's <laughs> not been great. Return game has been pretty good. Really good. Um, coverage has been phenomenal. Punter is, punter is, punter, don't apologize. Just hit that hit that Patreon link and, and sign up. Um, punter's been really good outside of a boneheaded play last week. No, no, return, and our coverage has been, been phenomenal good. all season, DJ. Coverage season, has been great. Coverage has I been mean, great. Before, before last week, Florida State had the number one ranked special teams unit in according to PFF. So Florida State special teams has been phenomenal this year, even with the kicking struggles. So to answer the question, I mean, the kicking has been great. You know, it's been really, really good. So, all right. Uh, as far as a pick goes, I'm going to upset. I'm not quite as bad as Harlan here, but I do think that Clemson edges this out. I think they win this game 27 to 24, um, which is the same pick I had for NC State last week. I think it's a little more – High scoring than that NC State game was. I do think DJ is going to be a problem with his legs. I think that the Knolls are going to struggle a little bit on offense. They will make a big play or two to get up to 24. I think Clemson is just that much better, and they find a way to win the game. Would love to be wrong on this. I'd love for Richie to be right. But I do think Clemson's going to edge us out and take this one. Good news, though, I think Florida State, not to play the moral victory game before it even happens, I think Florida State competes their tails off and just loses to a better team. I'm not down on the team at all. And I said I think they set themselves up for a really, really good stretch run over the last uh, five games of the season. So little silver lining to go with my negative prediction. I think Clemson is just a tad better. They're probably going to get the win. 
I'd love to be wrong there, but I think the Noles rebound well and, and have a good finish to the year. Uh, Richie, any shout outs before we get out of here? Yeah, I want to shout out Luke Clayton, uh, freshman golfer for Florida State. He took down arguably the number one golfer in the country today against North Carolina in a championship match at Seminole Golf Club in Juno Beach, uh, Florida. Extremely exclusive golf club. I'm jealous. I'll never get to play there in my life. Um, Florida State did lose 3-2 in the match of five, unfortunately. But, you know, Luke Clanton made about a 15-foot birdie putt to win his own match. That was phenomenal. I was watching live on the Golf Channel. I I could not have been more excited. I was fist-pumping on the couch, uh, only for us to get disappointed a little bit. But shout-out Luke Clanton, and uh, shout-out Coach Trey Jones, friend of the show. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. There have actually been some really good uh, – our, our Olympic sports have been really, really good. Soccer's in the in the top five right now. Volleyball's been on a, a nice little three-game winning streak. Um, really, really good stuff um, for our Olympic sports. I know that tennis is competing right now, track and field's competing, and then, uh, as you mentioned, both golf teams are as well. So shout them out. Um, yeah, I was talking with Jen Hyde the other day, women's tennis, and they've got a, they've got a tournament. They've got some stuff they've go, they're going on. Um, this weekend so love them love what they do um really good stuff there and and glad that uh glad that we've got the coaches and and things that uh we have on this campus uh that's all i got you know shout out to bay cannon shout out to made equal clothing shout out to rohan law again my guy chris will we'll give you more info on the sheepdog shout out to jasper who was uh fun to do an, an interview with uh a dog right next to you but if you want to try and win tickets again, it's patreon.com slash DFNS. Come to the tailgate. It's on Eventbrite. It's on my Twitter. It's on the double fries Twitter, everywhere else. Message us if you need a link to anything. Got the tailgate going. Got a chance to win tickets. We'll try and take care of you this weekend in Tallahassee. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Until next time, go Knowles.